Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Sunday, October 23rd. Wraps up the second full week of the fall meet. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. And if you're coming out to the track on Sunday, we'll remind you that it is Heroes Day. So you can go to Keeneland.com if you are a first responder and uh, can qualify for uh, uh, free admission. But also just a lot of... uh, uh, cool events in conjunction with Heroes Day, including the unfurling of that huge American flag that is always a very inspirational moment. So look for that if you're at the track on uh, the Sunday card. We're going to handicap the late pick four that includes the grade three Rude and Riddle Dowager for Phillies and Mayors, three and up, going a mile and a half on the Keeneland turf course. Uh, if I haven't mentioned, I'm Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. And Jim, this is a nice group in the Dowager. Uh, interesting uh, handicapping challenge. How did you see it? It is. It's a, it's a good race. And um, I want to say uh, kudos to you for giving out the pick four. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes. On Friday, uh, 100, 180 bucks, I think, it paid. And uh, uh, I did not have it. You had a horse in the second leg that I uh, did not use in my ticket. So congratulations on that. So I hope people followed you on that ticket. Um, the Rude Riddle Dowager, I, I, I settled on two horses here. I think Temple City, City Terror is probably going to be the favorite off that last race. And there is no Warlike Goddess or there is no Virginia Joy in here. And uh, I think if the Warlike Goddess was in this race, she'd be three to five. So she finished, uh, Temple City Terror finished only a length and a half out of the win uh, and a length and a quarter behind Warlike Goddess last time out, who came back and won off that race in the Flower Bowl. So uh, she's one of the best Philly mayors, one of the best mayors in the country. So I think Temple City Terror is the real deal. Uh, has not won at Keeneland, however. So I did not single her in the pick four. I am going to use a horse that has won at Keeneland. Um, Luck Money, the two-horse for Arno Delacour. And the reason I like this horse so much is that in the Dowager last year, uh, she got beat by Summer in Saratoga, who came back and uh, verified that win by another win later on in the Great Stakes. And she only lost by half length uh, with Rosario up with a 92 buyer. So she's been very consistent. Uh, she was really in good form last year, and she got back to that good form at Kentucky Downs last time out in the Ladies Marathon, where she only lost by a length and three quarters for all the money there at a mile and five sixteenths. So she gets back to a mile and a half. She's got one win in two seconds at this distance. Um, Vince Chamino takes them out, and as you know from hearing me on the podcast, I really like the way he rides turf races. So I'm going to stick with those two. I think I could add Costana uh, off that really good race in the Flower Bowl where she only lost by a length and a half, and right behind actually beat um, Temple City Terror that day. But then she, uh, in the... Uh, way at Aqueduct or Belmont at Aqueduct, uh, she regressed. I think she didn't like the yielding turf course, um, but that 96 kind of was a outlier. She hasn't done that well any other race, and I'm thinking the 96, she just bounced off that. If she comes back to that form, she's got a shot as well, but I'm going to stick with the two horses uh, that have either good form at Keeneland or just in great form right now and looking at uh, Temple City Terry in particular for Brendan Walsh. I took uh, luck money on top. She just missed in this race last year. Uh, as you said, likes it here, obviously. And uh, she used the same prep at Kentucky Downs coming into this race as she did last year. But the difference is she's a little fresher coming off a uh, second start off a little bit of a break this time for luck money. That could make the difference in uh, getting 
her the money in here. But there is a, a long shot play that I'm a little intrigued with here. That's the 11, Mia Martina. Um, when sharp trainers do something they don't normally do, they usually tend to, to take a, a second look at that. And Graham Motion is wheeling this horse back 16 days after a win on the opening day card. Now, I think if you look at her form, I, I think what may have happened is she may have found her niche at uh, a mile and a half. And maybe Motion is thinking this is, uh, you know, uh, the horse is doing well. Uh, she can cut, she's got a, another chance to run at her favorite distance and to pick up some graded stakes, uh, t some black type here in a grade three dowager. So I don't like the, the 11 post, but uh, Mia Martina uh, really made a bold move last time to get to the lead. It looked like she was going to run off with it and then kind of drifted a little bit. But uh, I think she's dangerous here to uh, maybe win, but at least uh, hit the board at a nice price. Uh, Mia Martina, the 11. Um, beside herself, I liked one for one here. It's Pletcher. His horses that have been shipping in from New York have been uh, red hot. And you get uh, Pratt, and a horse with good speed. And I think that one is, uh, you know, a, a major player. Uh, Temple City Terror, for the reasons you mentioned. Uh, Stan Tall is two for two here. She's headed to the November sale at Keeneland. And uh, Rusty Arnold's uh, trying to get uh, a little bit of uh, black type to add to that pedigree for the upcoming sale and uh, over a course that we know that Stan Tall likes. Uh, so it took luck money, but I think Mia Martinez is a live long shot in the Dowager. The sixth race that starts the late pick four, maiden two-year-olds going five and a half on the dirt. That's a distance we don't normally see on the dirt course. And uh, some interesting first-time starters in here. I think one of them probably is going to win it. I ended up on more than five, the six horse for Brett Calhoun. He can certainly win first time out. And uh, Ray Lou Gutierrez shows up on this horse, and he's the go-to rider for John Ortiz, who has a horse in the race, and yet Gutierrez ends up on this horse, which I thought was interesting. Horses by More Than Ready, who is a good first out sire, and there's a sharp gate work for this horse on October the 8th here at Keeneland. So I took a, a flyer on more than five here. The three speak of the devil, first time Asmussen, or excuse me, first time starter for Asmussen, and uh, a sharp 47 uh, breeze here last week for a horse that uh, was purchased out of a two-year-old sale. And those are often, uh, especially with good connections, uh, good bets as they're trying to quickly recoup the investment. The four, Cravensworth, also comes out of a two-year-old sale by Gervin. The Gervins have been running well. Uh, Rosario takes them out on this one for Ron Moquetz. I thought that was uh, worth a look. And then the other first-timers, uh, time the market, the eight, for uh, Jeff Barkley, who's two for three at the meet, and Saez shows up to ride on this one. So I thought all of those first-time starters were intriguing. I ended up taking a shot with more than five on top. How do you see it? I thought it was wide open here. I used four of the horses that you used. I did not use time the market, but with Saez riding for Jason Barkley, um, Jason Barkley might win the percentage trainer because he's two for three going to this race. Uh, I used the, uh, uh, speaking of the devil, Cravensworth more than five. I also used Yacht Rock uh, for Norm Cassie. Uh, he's much, much better with Maiden's sec second start, 23%. And this horse uh, got a little experience at Churchill in a seven furlong race, which is kind of a difficult race for a two-year-old to start out in. Faded at the stretch, but he was at he was a length and a half off at the uh, four furlong mark. So Norm Cassie cuts this one back in distance, brings it to Churchill, 
Talamo gets the ride back, and I think Yacht Rock's got a big shot at 12-1. to 1. Using speaking of the devil, using Craven's words, reasons you mentioned, using more than five for Brett Calhoun. I think that's a good, uh, uh, a good angle that he's using, using Gutierrez instead of Gutierrez taking the John Ortiz horse, Great Barrier. I'm not using Great Barrier. I think that last work was horrible. Um, uh, had two bad works in a row. Now he had a good work four or five back, but maybe that's the reason that Gutierrez takes Calhoun's horse. And then I also use Zed for Doug O'Neill on the outside with Gaplione. Um, or almost books made at Churchill at five and a half, so has some experience at this distance. And um, Zed gets Gasleyon to ride, which is a uh, upgrade from Ferry Peterson. So I think Zed's got a big shot as well. I almost used Go Little Rockstar. Uh, that was it, it's uh, very obscure connections, but this horse ran five and a half furlongs at Belterra, opening uh, opening its career, and went off at two to one. But uh, faded badly in the stretch at thirty to one. You know, maybe the horse, since they like the horse at Belterra, maybe uh, maybe he fits here at a huge price. So maybe key him underneath. But a lot of horses have a shot in this race. I think is wide open. Let's go to race eight, third leg of the pick four. First level allowance for Phillies and Mayors three and up on the main track at a mile and an eighth. Uh, I think this is kind of the thing you typically see at Keeneland. This is an allowance race with. Uh, some horses that uh, I think you'll see uh, compete well in stakes races down the road. Um, where did you land here in race eight? And I thought this was an excellent race. Um, I landed on Ice Orchid, and the angle there is John Ortiz uh, scratched this horse out on uh, Friday to run here on Sunday, and um, the horse ran well in the honeybee at Oakland, uh, lost the secret oath, uh, lost by seven and a half, but ran a decent second. Brought back in an allowance race at Churchill off a layoff, so there had, had some issues with with her, and um, didn't didn't get out of the gate very well. Was hung outside and just kind of spun her wheels, but got got within four lengths at the end and and ran with fellow runner, so I'm also going to use for Rosario Nesmus. And so I'm going to take Ice Orchid on top for Santana and John Ortiz. Going to use Bella Runner, uh, lots of early speed here, and and uh, Rosario gets the mount uh, for Asmus and. Take care for uh, Robert Medina and Louis Saez. Um, teams that come out of the same race as Bella Runner uh, gave way in the stretch, but again had some uh, had some supported the windows. Went off as the favorite that day. Park on the Nile for Kenny McPeak and Corey Lannery. Corey Lannery is really riding well this meet. Uh, he had a couple of mounts on Thursday that I, I, you could not write him up better. And uh, he's 5 for 24, and Corey's been in a little bit of a slump, but he loves Keeneland, and he's riding really well. I'm going to use him on Kenny's horses. Um, Silverleaf, the other Kenny McPeak, uh, Hernandez takes this mount, and the horse didn't run well at Kentucky Downs, but if you just strike a line through that, uh, she had a 79 buyer at Indiana Grand in the Indiana Oaks. Uh, running behind Interstate Daydream, who would be a huge favorite in here. So I think there's a lot of ways you could go in here. Ice Orchid is a favorite, um, is, is my favorite, may not be the favorite on the board. Five to one would be a good, good price on this filly. I thought uh, she had a big shot in here. I ended up, I almost went to her and I ended up going to Shug's filly instead, uh, Big City Mama the Seven. Horse has had uh, two nice runs off the layoff, and the two horses that beat her, two starts back, Colorful Mischief, as uh, a three-year-old who was entered in the Lexus Raven run on Saturday, and then uh, the last time out, she ran behind Cocktail Moments, who came back to win in a very impressive fashion uh, here at, on Friday and was second in the 
uh, in the Ashland back in the spring. So she's caught some good fields and I think uh, could uh, have a big say in this race. Ice Orchid, for the reasons you mentioned, I think is the, the main player, uh, the main one to beat in here. Silver Leaf, uh, if you forgive the, uh, the turf debut last time out and focus on the race two starts back, that 79 buyer, um, I think she could be getting right at the right time. Park on the Nile, her stablemate, uh, gets, uh, is a horse that finished second at a mile and an eighth uh, last time out. And so she's already been the distance. And then Take Care, I thought it was very impressive, two starts back when uh, she broke her maiden down at Ellis. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll forgive the subsequent run where she didn't run as well, but she can get back to something close to that maiden winning level. I think she could be a player in here. But I took uh, Big City Mama on top. Ninth race, second level allowance on the turf, sprinting five and a half furlongs or three and up. I did not have a strong opinion here. It's hard to go against Wesley Ward in a turf sprint, but uh, this horse has had a, a few times where uh, he regressed in the, in the stretch, and so I'm a little skeptical. Even though he, does, he has one here, I've got to have him on the ticket. But I ended up going to Agent Peter Graves. Mott wins with 22% uh, horses new to his barn. Um, this horse looks like uh, that he is racing at a better level, uh, just his own ability than uh, he did a year ago. Uh, so I took that one on top. Johnny V showing up to ride was kind of probably the big thing for me on this one. The seven cloudy um, has moved up since going on to turf. So uh, I think that maybe uh, finding his right surface uh, has been the key for that horse. And I think he's a contender, lyrical poet I mentioned. Evan Singh for Al Stahl, a 91 buyer figure, two starts back at Saratoga. Uh, something close to that would look awfully good in here. Uh, so I'm going to use all four of those. Uh, could even be talked into Ian Glass, the one horse probably. But uh, took Agent Peter Graves on top. How about you, Jim? Yeah, we don't have the same opinion on this race. Um, I took Casanova Kitten on the outside for Corrales. And going back to that Kentucky Downs race, uh, where it was claimed from uh, Ram the Ramses, um, ran big that day, came back in a, in a dirt race for some reason, and uh, ran okay at Churchill. And then uh, this horse, I I'm using the same angle that you used in a previous race, this horse ran on opening day and didn't, didn't fire, um, broke in the air, four wide, drifted in, all kinds of trouble. So he had a very, very troubled trip. And Raymond Ginter uh, takes the opportunity to get this horse back to the races before the close of the Keeneland meet. So running on 16 days rest, and um, I think that I think he's got a shot in here. I think it's a wide open race. So a couple of horses you mentioned that I didn't include are certainly players, including Evan Singh for Al Stahl. I did use Ian Glass on the inside uh, off that last race at, at Hawthorne and ran behind Casanova Kitten in that good race at Kentucky Downs. And I'm using Wesley Ward as probably my top pick, lyrical poet, because it's Wesley Ward. He wants to win the training title. And I think it, I think this horse is really well spotted here off that Kentucky Downs race. Uh, going back to five and a half is probably uh, his best distance. He's two for three at the distance, including a, uh, a win at Keeneland in April. So has one at the distance, has one at Keeneland, Wesley Ward and Joel Rosario. I don't think you're going to get eight to one in this race. But, no, uh, I, don't I think, think so uh, yeah, I think that that might be our morning line guy. I might have uh, might have missed that one. I think more like three to one, four to one. So I think uh, I'm going to stick with those three. But you make a good point. The, the race is pretty wide open. I think for the finale. 
Uh, let's go to the pick four tickets. I'm going to start with five horses in the first leg. I actually added Yacht Rock. I'll put uh, your your thoughts on that horse and showing speed last time. Norm Cassie second out. So I think that is uh, an angle that uh, I'm going to throw that horse in. So I've got two, three, four, six, eight, with two, seven, eleven, with seven, eight, with four, six, seven, ten. Sixty dollar ticket for me. How about you? Okay, a $75 ticket. I couldn't find a single either. I went two, three, four, six, ten with two, five, with one, three, six, eight, nine, with one, six, eleven. You're going to have a hard time combining our tickets. If you put all our, all our picks together, it might be a $300 ticket, but, uh, Maybe you can narrow it down by using our both of our opinions, and maybe take a stand in one of these races. Yeah, maybe take the races where we uh, we end up on the or take the horses that we end up on the same same ones, and just use those on a ticket. I don't know; it, it would take a little while to do the math on what that looks like, but that could be uh, a way to play. It just kind of speaks to the the challenging nature of uh, this late pick four. There also is a Keeneland pick three on the Sunday card. It starts in race five, and it is a full field monster of a handicapping challenge so uh good luck with that one um we wish you good luck whatever tickets you're playing on sunday and there's just will be just four days left of the fall meet when we get back together for the next edition of the in the money podcast for keelanselect.com